Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We welcome you in. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM from our South Point Sportsbook Studios. Good afternoon to those of you on the East Coast. We're here on a lovely Tuesday morning from Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson. Wes Reynolds on the desk. Who is a, the- a lovely hot Tuesday morning yeah, here. I mean, uh, it is whenever, it is. whenever I tell people, hey, it's, it's hot <laughs> it all is the time in Las Vegas, isn't it? I go, really, there's only about maybe somewhere in the three to five week range of misery one of those misery weeks it's, is this it, week. It's, 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 about it's one teens all week. That right now. Yes. When, when I looked correct. at uh, last night, I think it was like, like 11 o'clock. It was still 102. Yeah. We're going to be watching the Open Championship this week thinking. Yeah. If thinking only, we wish we were over there in that little like freezing. 60 degree and cold wind. <laughs> Absolutely freezing. Well, this is like a busy week. You're always busy, Wes. But this is a very busy week for you. We'll talk some Open Championship because you're, uh, you, you and Brady Cannon, the Long Shots crew, will be recording today. We'll get some of Wes's early thoughts here on what we expect there at the Open Course at St. Andrews. We'll also do a deep dive breakdown on today's show of the AFC South. Curious to get Wes's take on the Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, then a couple rebuilding teams in that division with the Jaguars and then the Texans. And we'll also catch up with Will Hill, our friend from the East Coast, host of the New York City cast. He's going to join the show a little bit later. This is also, West. not only is it a major golf week, which makes you very, very busy, but it's also the first ever VEASAN baseball betting pentathlon, which, of course, it would, we would be remiss if you were not a part of. So, uh, Wes, 1-0 start for you. Good uh, good work. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, th- a couple disclaimers here, by the way, because yes, I always to try to preach, you know, you know, for especially like our newer betters and our newer members of the audience in terms of uh, a couple different things. Number one, know your rules. And number two, you know, when you're betting, if you want to bet, you know, where you're not betting the VIG and whatnot, because a lot of people, you know, they'll come out here first time to Vegas, they'll have $100 in their hand thinking they're going to win $100. You know, it's, if it's minus 110, it's $100 to win like 90-90 or 90-91, depending on if yeah. they round the penny up. So you got to bet 110 to win 100. So I didn't read the rules, unfortunately, in our pentathlon. <laughs> I laid minus 120 Uh-oh. on an over last night. White Sox Guardians did end up getting there, actually got there by the fifth inning. You were the, the easiest nine. winner of anybody. Yeah, myself and I think the betting across America yeah, yeah, guys yeah. were also on that. So over nine minus 120, but you're not betting 120 to win 100. So you're betting 100 to win right. whatever it was, 83, 
30 or whatever the, whatever, whatever the cents were. So I uh, uh, want to know, but I'm kind of near the bottom, so I'm going to have to pick it up, see if I can get a bigger underdog this afternoon. Well, yeah, we're, we're, look, I'm, I'm tied with you. A part of the primetime action crew, we because Michael is, is not on the show consistently this week and Patrick is on vacation, Lombardi line, this will just kind of be an amalgamation of our thoughts and, and different mm-hmm. shows picks. But I'm on the primetime action crew with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin, and we had, we had the same thing. We took a minus 120 uh, and under last night in that yeah. Mets-Braves game, which had a little bit of a sweat but goes under. That was probably that one of the two big series with inter- interdivision uh, matchups and big implications here coming into the All-Star break because we've seen, Wes, the Braves play such good baseball over really the yeah. last month and a half. They'd whittled that division lead down to two and a half, three games on the Mets. Big series opener last night. It just had a playoff atmosphere. Max Scherzer going for the Mets. Max Freed for the Braves. That's kind of why we like the under, uh, to be honest. But Scherzer absolutely dealt in that game with the exception of one solo homer he gives up. That's Austin Riley, his 24th of the year. Uh, What a masterful performance, Wes. And you look at Scherzer now, it's two starts for him coming off the IL. 13 innings pitched. A grand whopping total of four hits allowed, just that single solo home run. And I believe it's, it was either 19 or 20 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. I think he finished with nine last night. So 20 strikeouts across his first two starts. Just ridiculous. And as you can see, there's always an exception to every rule because more often than not, we often talk about, hey, do you fade a guy off the DL? In that mm-hmm. first start, it usually takes the first start to get going. But when you're a veteran like Max Scherzer and you've been down this road before, he's kind of the exception to the rule. Now, I didn't expect what we've been seeing basically the last two Fair. starts, but uh, a nice win for the Mets tonight. They will go uh, with David Peterson uh, on the mound tonight against a, a very hot rookie in Spencer Strider. I think I haven't checked as of this morning, but Michael Harris the second and Spencer Strider were basically one, two on the NL rookie of the year current props list around anywhere from three to four dollars. You, you could get those guys as of late last week. So uh, Spencer Strider, his last time out, 10 strikeouts. I think he had nine actually in the first three innings, but 10 strikeouts against the Cardinals. So uh, not often you see a rook this big of a favorite, but I'm seeing like minus 185 wow, yeah. out there. That is a very big number. That for thing the Braves. is certainly certainly jumped up on the overnight line as well. Uh, we'll. We'll get into that game and, and the full rest of the card in a little bit as well as we'll get Wes's pick here for his uh, his pentathlon for day two of the baseball betting pentathlon. You have to do two picks. It'll be a favorite mm-hmm. and an underdog. So it'll be a very uh, fascinating day uh, today on that. I had pulled up was just looking here at, at MGM the latest odds coming into today. Spencer Strider two to one favorite now. Oh, he NL is. Rookie of the Year over Michael Harris. Okay. Largely because O'Neill Cruz, after his, right. his brilliant start, which was like a two-day brilliant start, West, yeah. but regardless, he got all the attention, went from 12 to 1 down to basically 350, 4 to 1. He's hitting in the 200 range. He's really fallen off. He mm-hmm. used to struggle to adapt, kind of like what we saw in Seattle last year with Jared Kelnick, just super high strikeout rate. I think right. at last check, West, he was striking out about a third of his It was like the, uh, remember, Aquino from the Reds. Like, yeah. he got called up in a middle. It was hitting dingers, it seemed like, every game, and then absolutely uh, cooled off. So, uh, Spencer Strider, look, I think probably him and Harris are the rifle two. Totally one, two. agree with you. Harris, 3-1. to one. O'Neal Cruz has fallen out to plus 550. Those are the only three guys in that NL Rookie of the Year race in single digits, and so a big start for Spencer Strider. Mentioning that series, Mets Braves, big NLE showdown. The other big one coming into the All-Star break, two teams, one of which the Cleveland Guardians, who has certainly surpassed a lot of expectations early on, Wes, facing another team in the Chicago White Sox, who has uh, certainly not, as they are still under 500. The White Sox, who were a $2 favorite at a lot of shops to win the AL Central preseason, 
It just feels like every night they find new ways to lose. And last night was yet another one. The White Sox and Lance Lynn gets shelled for five runs in the first inning last night. White Sox got it back to 5-4. That was the game, Wes. You had the over nine. It was uh, That game was over, I think, in the fourth or fifth inning. But it is the Guardians who win that one going away 8-4. to four. The struggles continue. A for Lance Lynn, whose ERA now is well over five. And just this White Sox team in general, who we just keep waiting to see them wake up. And yet you look at the standings this morning, now five and a half back of the Twins, 41 and 44, six games under 500 at home, even though they've actually been decent on the road. Uh, that'll be our early game today. That's the one game we've got coming up. That'll be a, a 1, 10 p.m. Eastern start time. So coming up here in about an hour, West, and just looking at the uh, lines right now with Shane Bieber on the mound. This is the first game of a doubleheader. Keep that in mind today. They play two today in Cleveland. Bieber and the Guardians at BetMGM, about a $1.65 favorite with a total here of eight little juice to the over. Yeah, and uh, no A.J. Pollock, no Luis Robert uh, in the uh, lineup for the White Sox here in game one. And that's kind of been the thing with the White Sox. It's really been a double-edged sword. You mentioned, uh, I'll go to the pitching first with Lance Lynn last night, of course, was on the injured list. A few starts back, still not a sharp, you know. And, and that's what we saw with the White Sox last year. Almost every single one of those pitchers in the starting rotation had career years. Giolito had a career year. Lance Lynn arguably had a career year. Carlos Rodon, of course, Rodon now out with the Giants in San Francisco, but all those starters had career years, so you're like, okay, we're going to see a little bit of regression, you know, that old buy low, sell high, but you've also seen the regression, I think, at the plate for the Chicago White Sox. This is not a team that really, even though there was the, the three-run shot from Moncada last night, this is not a team that really hits the ball out of the ballpark. They don't they don't necessarily strike out a lot, but they don't walk a lot, so they don't get a lot of extra base runners. And this team just hadn't hit. Now, a lot of it is, I think, due to injuries because T.A., Tim Anderson, was out for yeah. a little while. They just got Eloy Jimenez back. Uh, Yasmani Grandal still, by the way, on the injured list. We know Mendick out for the rest of the year with that ACL. But you just look at the White Sox, and there is something missing there because mm -hmm. I, I was actually watching, I think it was the Guardians broadcast, Podcast, though, that I was watching last night, and they were talking about what legendary member of the White Sox, the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas, who I still think does some like pre and post game show work up there on the uh, White Sox broadcast. And he was like, "There's just not that pop. There's not that energy with this team. It's yeah. like they're it's like they're being too cool." And uh, you know, one time somebody told me, "Cool is for the club," and it's like <laughs> these guys are just a little bit too casual. And it's yep. no, you know, no, they're not going to hand this division to you. I think that they were the clear favorite by every single you know, metric and pretty much every pundit went ahead and picked the White Sox for the AL Central, and I would have been right there with them. But now you're like, okay, when are they going to finally get going? Because we're kind of waiting. Because if you're looking at the value for the division, I think it probably still is with the White Sox because mm -hmm. they're the most talented team in the Central. And There's easiest, no question. Easiest strength to schedule rest of you. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of this is you're kind of relying yeah. on. It. Plus 175 right now at BetMGM. Twins but, are $1.25. But favorite. they can't afford to have too many of these games where I'm with you know you. they're yeah. losing two or three at home to the Tigers and and series like that. You got to start winning series. You got to start going two and one or maybe even pull off some sweeps in these series. They're down 0-1 already to the Guardians. It's going to be uh, Martin going for the White Sox again 
Justin's Bieber and then Dylan Seas, who pretty much I think has been their most consistent pitcher this yeah. year. He'll go against uh, Pilkington, the lefty, in the nightcap. So no bet for me here in the first game. Uh, overseeing a little bit of support, though. I'm seeing 8 minus 115 or 8 minus 120 in the market. Anything I'd probably lean like a first five Guardians play in this first game, even though you're going to have to lay quite a bit of a price. No mm-hmm. A.J. Pollock, as, as Wes mentioned, no Luis Robert. They're both being held out for rest in game one. Likely to see them game two of the doubleheader. While Josh Naylor, he's the one Guardian regular who was out of the lineup there in game one. And you look at Davis Martin. He was just recalled back from AAA. This will only be his third start of the year. Last time out West, June the 21st, went a third of an inning against Toronto and uh, did not go well. Gave up, gave up three runs, was pulled uh, there right away. Now that was not a start. That was just out of the out of the pen. But uh, a guy who is, has been very limited, and at least for Shane Bieber, who is mm-hmm. who's got the regression positivity the vol- in his yeah. In his I corner, mean the velocity is a little bit down for Bieber this year. About nine point two two strikeouts per nine mm-hmm. innings. So you know you see sixteen starts, only three and five. The ERA respectable at three forty four. But you can tell that he's regressed a little bit. Maybe he is due for a hot part of the second half of the season. If you look at you know the fielding independent pitching 281 and the XFIP 324 that would at least suggest okay mm-hmm. there should be signs of life for Bieber but you still mentioned effective the, but not to his usual yes, standard but when you have a drop in fastball velocity down basically at 1.7 miles an hour from last year 91.2 sort of, sort of tough for Shane Bieber that's our first game of the day we'll discuss more baseball a little bit later but up next we start breaking down the AFC South here on the Lombardi line I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted on specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. 
Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Back on the Lombardi line, Matt Santos, our producer behind the glass today. I'm Ben Wilson from our South Point Sportsbook studio, joined on the desk by one Wes Reynolds, who you and uh, Brady Cannon, you're going to record the long shot show a little bit later today. We'll mm -hmm. talk some open championship coming up in our next segment. And then again, later on in the show, we'll try to figure out where, where our early thoughts lie there going across the pond. But let us also get into some of our NFL thoughts and previews as we begin now. We're into that into that stretch here. We're what, I think 59 days out from September the 8th, opening night, uh, West in the National Football League. AFC South, we'll discuss this here over the, over the course of a couple segments. Uh, with the Colts and Titans here, each saddled at a nine and a half win total coming into this year. Lots of changes in this division West from whether it's the, at, the, at the top here with the Colts looking for a new quarterback, whether that's at the bottom with the Jaguars and Texans now under new head coaches, each with a, a whole lot of changes and attempted roster uh, overturn, at least in the offseason. Let's just start at the top here. What are, what are your expectations now for the Colts this year? Just in general, everyone talking about the Matt Ryan signing. That'll be the kind of headliner here. But what about the rest of the roster this year? Well, what I'm really interested in, too, is the defense. And they have a new defensive coordinator, of course, Matt Eberflus, now the head coach of the Chicago Bears. So in comes Gus Bradley, which who, who we got to look at Gus Bradley. And we've seen him over the years. He was the defensive coordinator, of course, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the thing that you notice with Gus Bradley, and I'm going to be interested to see how this works out. One thing the Raiders on defense did very well last year is get pressure on the quarterback, especially with their front four. And they could bring some exotic blitzing too, but it was really that front four that got pressure. And that's when the Colts really were at their peak in the, that, you know, that mid to late 2000s and whatnot, because they had guys like Mathis and Freeney that could get pressure when your front four gets pressure because the Colts were not really a blitzing team. They were more of a cover two, and they were a little bit of a cover two last year and the last few years under Eberflus. They're not going to be a cover two this year with Gus Bradley. So you're going to see him send extra rushers at time, which I think is music to Darius Leonard's ears. And uh, he wants no to doubt. be able to do that. Bobby Okurake and these guys and sending different blitz uh, to quarterbacks, but the, the front four, I think has got to be better. They drafted Quiddy pay out of Michigan. They've drafted a lot of fast rushers. Of course, you got DeForest Buckner up the middle. So they got to get better pressure on the quarterback. I think the secondary can be, you know, little hit or miss, even though Kenny Moore had a very good season and eventually made the pro bowl. They brought in Stefan Gilmore from Carolina, the former New England Patriot. Uh, they brought in uh, Brandon Fakeson, who is uh, right out here with Las Vegas, played under Bradley last year. So there are some changes there in that secondary. So I'm interested in the defense. I think, you know, Matt Ryan, I still think he's got some gas left mm. in the tank. I don't know how much more, but I think Matt Ryan, maybe he's going to be out with a point to prove here because look, Atlanta, they tried to get involved a little bit on the periphery of that Deshaun Watson uh, right. sweepstakes and whatnot. Probably glad they didn't based on what we know now. <laughs> yeah, know, but so. uh, nevertheless, Atlanta, I don't want to say they're punting on the season, but probably are. But, but you do have Matt Ryan here. Now the Colts also did sign Nick Foles as a backup, uh, you know, who of course worked a little bit with Frank Reich in Philadelphia and got a Super Bowl ring for it. So you, you'd like to think that the offense is going to be pretty good. You know they're going to run the ball. Jonathan Taylor, for my money, is the best running back in the NFL, and I think he's going to be able to duplicate on that season. It's a pretty good offensive line, anchored by Quentin Nelson there on the left side. 
receiving core, who's going to be that number one receiver? Is it going to be Michael Pittman Jr.? Is it going to be Paris Campbell? Can he stay healthy? They drafted Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati in the third round. So that's what you want to see. Okay, who is Matt Ryan going to develop that chemistry with? But I do think that they are the rightful favorite probably in the division. And that's how I would bet this division. I was talking about this with Brady Cannon on Sunday on Betting Across America here on VEASAN. You look, to win the AFC South, they're minus 105. To make the playoffs, they're minus 190. I think to make the playoffs is a bad bet because I think just judging by the market, there probably is going to only end up being one team Mm -hmm. out of the AFC South. So if you think that's going to be the Colts, don't lay the 190 to make the playoffs. Lay the 105 instead, or even some places I still think you can get even money or maybe small plus money to win the AFC South. I do think that they're better than Tennessee. I wonder how Ryan Tannehill is going to take the fact that Malik Willis was drafted out of Liberty. So now it's like, oh, my God, they're drafting my replacement. So does that light a fire under his butt? Or does he kind of revert back to the Miami Ryan Tannehill? And that's what you worry about. Derrick Henry is going to be back healthy. So he's on the short list for comeback player of the year. They've changed around the receiving core with A.J. Brown now going to Philadelphia. So Robert Woods comes in from the Rams. And they also drafted uh, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. So a lot of new faces there. Second year under Todd Downing is the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I thought they regressed a little bit last year with Arthur Smith now in Atlanta. You look to it just from the overall, like the pro football focus breakdown perspective, Colts 15th in their overall roster that from PFF and from ESPN. And just from the positional standpoint here, 11th on the defensive line, second in the linebacking core, which, and, and again, you, th- you mentioned the, the Gus Bradley angle here. That to me is also what I would look at is kind of that unheralded, uh, unheralded key piece for the Colts this year where. Uh, you look at uh, what DeForest Buckner has done the last couple of years, four, ranks fourth among interior defensive linemen in his combined sacks and quarterback hits. So you would think that combined with a blitz-heavy defensive coordinator would certainly pay dividends. Uh, so second in the linebacker core, 11th in the D-line room, and then 23rd in the secondary. PFF's got them second in the running back room. Remember, Colts were one of just two teams to have a positive EPA per play on the ground last year. Very rare that you see that. Only Indy. And Philadelphia did that a season ago, 25th in the wide receiver room, and then 10th on the offensive line. You, you kind of figure, mm-hmm. oh, line, that's been a huge strength for the Colts in, in seasons past. So it is interesting, too, that, that you have them in Tennessee, and we'll, we'll kind of get into the positional rankings for the Titans here in a second, but two teams at, at nine and a half. As you mentioned, Wes, it's not like there's much difference here in the divisional odds. I, w- I don't know how much of that is is maybe hesitancy when you from the betting market looking at, okay, the Colts, two years ago, they bring in Phillip Rivers for – You know, there's certainly differences. You don't want to say it's the exact same scenario that Matt Ryan comes into, but in general, aging quarterback, Mm -hmm. end of his career looking for a rejuvenation But but did get to the playoffs and, you know, close loss, by the way, at Buffalo. Actually had a chance to win that game at the end. I just wonder, you know, is that that comparison of, okay, they tried this with Phillip Rivers, and now they're doing it again. I think it's relatively fair. And and look, uh, you know, the Carson Wentz thing, it didn't end up working out last year. And that's going to be the interesting thing for the Colts. How do you handle, and we saw it on the HBO Hard Knock series, how do you handle absolutely laying an egg at the end of the season? You were over two touchdown favorites, granted on the road against a divisional opponent, but it was against a Jacksonville team, you know, who 
you know, they're just playing out the string and, you know, they, they, uh, Jacksonville got them and Jacksonville has always seemed to get them down there in Duval yeah. over the last several years. Remember week one, two years ago, they beat them. So you see the Colts in kind of a similar scenario in week one, laying over a touchdown on the road to the Texans. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I would want to do I that, did. even though there's not a lot of expectations for the Texans, but I'll touch on the Jaguars before you get to the Titans positional rankings yeah. really quickly. Jaguars, I think, are going to be improved, but the market, it's already at six and a half. Man, I mm. wanted to bet the over on the win total, but at six and a half might be a little much for me. But I do think Jacksonville is going to be improved. Just having kind of a more of an adult in the room, just having Doug Peterson there. I think he's going to instantly have the respect of the players. It's like, yo, this dude won a Super Bowl. We better totally listen agree. to this guy. Yeah. This isn't Urban Meyer, you know, thinking he's God's gift to coaching, coming in, <laughs> coaching NFL football for the first time. So uh, I think Jacksonville, you might see them start off very well and very hungry and be very sneaky. I can't really bet over six and a half, but I know there's a couple people that like them maybe as a dark horse to make the playoffs. I'm not making that reach. Maybe next year they will, but you know, I could see Jacksonville at least challenging perhaps for the number two spot in the South. And we'll throw up too that we have the dual forecast, the straight forecast as well for this division. Because again, the general thought is it's really a two team race here. Titans, though, I mean, PFF grades them out 20th, PFF and ESPN 20th overall roster, 27th on the O line, 26th in the wide receiver room now with no A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, uh, sixth at the running back spot with a guy like Derrick Henry leading the way, and then 10th uh, on the defensive line, 16th in the linebacker room and 11th in the secondary is like a Colts Titans one, two in some order. That's minus two fifty. Are you of the thought Wes? I know you said you kind of like the Jaguars potentially this year. Mm -hmm. Are you thinking though there's still value on, on believing that it's Colts Titans. That is the race here. Number, number one and number two, I, or is there anybody else? It's the rightful favorite. I don't think I would bet that at minus two fifty. If anything, I might be looking Colts Jaguars. Uh, I would yeah. like to get a little bit more than four fifty. I'd like to get maybe like six to one on that. I don't that know if that's nice. going to happen, but yeah, yeah, I think the Jaguars are going to be better. I think the Colts are the team to beat in this division, even though there doesn't look on paper like there's much separation with them and the Tennessee Titans. I just got to think maybe some new coaches and some new faces. This renews a sense of urgency. Obviously, that was a huge disappointment how they finished the season in Indianapolis uh, look, last year. I had two years ago, I had the Colts in Survivor Week One in Jacksonville. Went out Week One. Last year, I had an in season Colts to make the playoff bet at plus 140. Thought I was good. They've, they've given you a lot of pain, <laughs> Come on. man. I, you now on, now you know how it feels to be from Indianapolis. I, I, Wes, I, yeah, I, look, I, I totally get it. We'll talk more AFC South. We'll do our breakdowns of the Texans and the Jacks. Jaguars a little bit later in the show, but up next, we'll begin our preview of the Open Championship at St. Andrews as we continue here on the Lombardi Line. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke on Major League Baseball, our NFL preseason coverage, plus pre premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. That also includes Wes Reynolds on golf every single week. Long Shots crew will be recording today. I just did the calculations, Wes. That is $1.06 per day if you sign up right now. 
your $19. Hopefully we're giving their, them their money's worth, <laughs> at least on the yeah. golf. Uh, the streak yeah. did end last week, did not hit an outright. Uh, came up short, had the 54-hole leader at the Barbasol, but uh, had a poor Sunday. So, you know, when you get a guy not used to being in contention where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm expected to win, and Matty Schmidt unfortunately fell down the board, but we have the Open Championship. We'll do the alternate event to the Barracuda. That'll be in the piece in Point Spread Weekly tomorrow morning. There we go. Wes working on the write-up as we speak. Uh, right now so let us get into our at least our initial thoughts here and again we'll have the, the full breakdown you can catch long shots that'll be posted uh, later on today via our podcast outlet there as well and then Wes's full write-up you can read tomorrow in point spread weekly but just from a, a general sense here we go to the old course at St. Andrews so much history here have we saw this last in the open road in 2015 when Zach Johnson was the winner but it's interesting you look at the top of the odds board Wes Rory McIlroy your favorite at BetMGM at 10 to 1 Xander Shoffley is probably the golfer we should start with just because mm-hmm. we saw this happen back in the spring when Scotty Scheffler was the hot golfer heading into the Augusta National and the Masters, and his price got shortened down to the second betting favorite or co-favorite, depending on the market, and of course, he wins the whole thing. So Xander Shoffley, now you fast forward a few months, he is that hot golfer right now on tour, winning back-to-back weeks, the Travelers Championship two weeks ago, and then the Scottish Open this past week with a seven-under final score. What do you make of his uh, chances this week? Is, is he that guy? I know you've been a big fan of the X-Man for a while. Hasn't really done much as far as getting in the winner's circle until this latest stretch. How should we view him heading into this week? Well, I think he absolutely should be one of the favorites. He is the hottest golfer, at least over the last few weeks, one at the Travelers and then one at the Scottish Open. And in between that, by the way, a week ago today, won the J.P. McManus Pro-Am, an unofficial event, but nevertheless had yeah. nine of the top ten players in the official world golf rankings in that event. So, yeah. He's the rightful favorite. Now, he's kind of been a frustrating player, and I know I've expressed a little frustration. Matt Eumanns, Mitch Moss, you know, it's like – we always seem to mistime this guy and we've been betting him. And it's like, now this is the Xander Shoffley we've been betting over the last year, maybe two years plus. That's like, okay, he's got the game to win big events and win consistently still has not won a major. Uh, there are several guys, by the way, on that list of uh, best player to never win a major. That list always changes. Of course, as somebody goes off of it, we saw Scotty Scheffler go off of it this year. We saw Matt Fitzpatrick was kind of a little bit down there on that list, went off of it, but if you look at the guys in the official world golf rankings that have not yet won majors, the top on that list is Patrick Cantlay. He is currently number four. His buddy from Southern California, they won the Zurich together in New Orleans earlier this year in the team event. Xander is fifth in the world rankings. Cameron Smith, sixth. Victor Hovland, ninth. Sam Burns, 11th. And then Will Zalatoris, 13th. So six of the top 13 mm-hmm. players have yet to win a major. That's pretty much a, a very short list. Uh, so look, Xander, I think, you know, rightfully so, has been cut to the second choice I don't think I'm going to bet him necessarily this week I think I think it was Phil Mickelson that was the last guy to win the Scottish Open and the Open Championship back to back but uh Rory McIlroy look I think justifiable favorite you look at the numbers since May 1st uh in terms of the strokes gain data strokes gain total second best in the world second best ball striking fourth off the tee fifth on approach ninth on putting so rightful favorite Rory McIlroy by the way has not won a major in eight years so 2014 the pga rightful favorite you know i probably got to take him on at 10 to 1 or maybe hope he starts slow and then maybe add him if he's like 14 or 15 to 1 like come friday morning like say he's a few shots off the lead that might be the way i attack mackle right well it's funny too we've we've had this stretch and you mentioned it where 
as much as we want to look for value and, and the long shots further down the board for a number of these recent majors, it has mm-hmm. been the short shots. If even if you start with John Rahm at the U S open from last year, who was a 10, 12 to one short shot. It just kind of, you had that feel right coming in. I remember you and Brady talking about that had the feel like that was his tournament to win. He gets the job done. Scheffler was the second shortest favorite at the masters this past April, who gets the job done. Justin Thomas was fifth or sixth on the odds board in that 18 to one range when he won the PGA Matt Fitzpatrick was probably the, you know, the one outlier, but still not like he was a long shot by any means to, to right. win the U S open. So where do you stand in a guy like a Fitzpatrick? He, he is one of five guys at bed MGM sub 20 to one on the odds board. I think a lot of people will think, Oh, he's like, he's, this is kind of a, not, not a home course necessarily, but a guy who is from Europe and who should theoretically transition pretty well to a course like this. But what say you after, after his U S open championship and a guy who will be heavily, heavily under the microscope, like no other tournament he's played before this week. Right. And, and I had Fitzpatrick at the U S open uh, at market average, about 33 to one. So the U S open kind of fits Matt Fitzpatrick's game though. And it helped that he won on that course at the U S right. amateur back in 2013 at the country club at Brookline. So now he's 18 to one. I like to think that he's a different player now, but if you really look at Matt Fitzpatrick in terms of the open championship, his best finish here is a tie for 20th. So you would think, you know, I think people automatically look at that and think Englishman. Exactly. Okay. He's going to play he's got, well he's got, in this place golf. It, yeah. He grew up on this, but he really <laughs> hasn't shown well. And I don't have him necessarily on the card this week, even though he was competitive. He was, you know, on the periphery of being in the mix at the Scottish open ended up finishing, I believe uh, in a tie for 10th, but yeah, now it's it's a different spotlight on you when you win a, when you win a major, and uh, you know Scotty Scheffler kind of found that out too at, at 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 Southern Hills, which is one of his favorite courses to play, and he missed the cut, and then he finished tied T for two at the U.S. Open. So that goes back to what you were saying. A lot of these guys that have been a little bit shorter shots are kind of not really all that far down the board. Certainly not a big long shot to win a major. A lot of these guys have shown in majors previously. I think, uh, you know, the last going back to like 2020, you, you know, the eventual major winner, I think, was tied for eighth or better in the previous major. So you're going to want to look at maybe some of the guys that were in the mix at the U.S. Open. And certainly, obviously, Fitzpatrick won. Scheffler was there. Rory McIlroy was there. Matsuyama was there. That brings you to Will Zalatoris. Right. And Will Zalatoris right now there. has back-to-back runner-ups at the majors, trying to become the first player, I believe, to win back-to-back runner or have runner-ups and majors and then win a major the same year. Last guy to do that, I think, was Greg Norman in 1986 so you know I think Will Zalatoris maybe could do it this week I know he missed the cut at the Scottish Open last week but that Scottish Open by the way was not really a true links this is more of a true links design wide open fairways now you can hit it in bad spots because of the undulation so you can hit the pop bunkers or you can hit it in the bush a little bit even though the rough is not exactly U.S. Open rough but the greens are what you're going to notice these are double greens these are like 13,000 square feet on average greens. And, you know, most weeks on the PGA tour, they're in between five and 7,000 square feet, like 7,000 square feet are like really big greens. Mm -hmm. These are gigantic greens. So you got to be really good on approach this week because you can hit every single green in regulation, go 18 for 18 and shoot close to 80. Because it's like, oh, I reached the green, but I'm 100 feet away for right. birdie, and I, I got a two-putt from 100 feet. So your approach and your proximity is what you're going to look at. Number one, basically, if you discount Paul Casey, who hasn't played since the Players' Championship, number one over the last 36 rounds on approach is Will Zalatoris. Fascinating. And but you think about, too, we, for those of you who followed golf and how we kind of go about our handicap, 
for the majority of courses, you would agree with this, Wes, on, on the PGA Tour, you sort you tend to discount putting the most of all the major stats just because it is the most high variance yes. and it comes and goes. How much, on, if you mentioned a course like this where you're going to see guys with pretty regular 35-plus foot putts, on, uh, you would think, on just about every hole unless you are sticking it right in tight mm -hmm. with, how, with how these greens uh, play out. How much are you valuing putting in general and just in long putting, maybe three putt avoidance? How much is that going to factor into your three putt avoidance is what I used. I thought it was kind of hard to use strokes gain putting this week because these are going to be very, very slow greens they are going to be probably between 10 and 10 and a half on the stint meter. And that's what you usually see this time of year over in, in the UK, especially on links courses. I think last week at Renaissance at the Scottish open, I believe it was like 10 to one, but, or excuse me, 10 on the stint meter. But, I think maybe the guys, at least early on, at least maybe the first round and even Friday's round, the first 36 holes, the guys that played last week might have a little bit of an advantage because they got used to being on these slow greens. And some of those guys, I know everybody was over there practicing pretty right. much that was in this field, but still in the heat of competition, that's what's going to be the key, Ben, is because there are going to be times, yeah, you hit the green, but it's like you're 70 or 80 feet away, so you got to be a damn good lag putter and be able to take your medicine and take your pars because you also have a lot of short par fours. I think seven of the par fours of the 14 here are below 400 yards. So there are several drivable par fours. So you get up there and maybe you hit the green or you're like right around the green you know, you're going to have a 70 or 80 foot putt or like a little 10 or 20 yard wedge shot and whatnot. So proximity approach are going to be absolutely vital this week. And then you got to read these slow greens very well. Yeah. 14 par fours, a mm -hmm. par 72 course, unlike any other. Cannot wait. Going to be a fascinating week. We still have a lot more coverage on the Open Championship. We'll do some rapid fire matchups, Wes, a little bit later in the show. I want to get your take on some of the top guys. See who Wes is maybe uh, have his early leans on, early fades against. But up next, we're joined by Will Hill from the East Coast, host of the New York City Cast. He'll join us next to talk all things baseball and some other topics as well. That's next on the Lombardi Line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
the action never stops at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. BetMGM state-of-the-art app offers a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted on specials, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is, you'll find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offers not available in Nevada or New York, which is where we go out here on the Lombardi line. Back with Wes Reynolds. I'm Ben Wilson. Thanks to the whole crew, by the way. Matt Santos, our producer behind the glass. Jeff Jens, Dakota, Dakota Kabish Martin, Rob Moreno, all downstairs helping out on the show. And uh, Wes. It takes a village uh, to um, it does, have to us make, do a show here. Exactly, to make us look competent uh, here on the air. <laughs> well, it's been an interesting uh, week in New York media. Did you see the, the Don LaGreca rant yesterday? That was an all I did. That, that was, was an all time. You know, Don LaGreca was uh, uh, resembling his younger brother, Dave LaGreca, who hosts, <laughs> I believe, the uh, the wrestling show, Busted Open Radio oh. on Sirius XM. And it's usually Dave LaGreca. It's usually Don, you know, who's done the Rangers radio for all yeah. these years been a kind of a new york sports media institution it's usually don that's kind of the calm guy but uh, uh don was uh not happy with the certain caller yesterday that was, that was very funny look it, it's the gift that always seems to give uh, new, new york media as we welcome it <laughs> well, well i don't know if you saw that will but we were all having a good chuckle and you were like the first person i thought of i'm like all right i need to get the new york take on this because it's it's great when you start getting guys just getting totally red in the face and and ranting in uh, in just obscene manners it was great I did see it. I think when, when Dave Ross finally comes back and reunites with Wes, we can we can poke and prod at Dave until he has a little explosion like that and say, you know, I could do this without Wes Reynolds. So uh, <laughs> maybe if we needle Dave enough. Now he's mild mannered. It's not going to be easy. But I think if we uh, if we poke at Dave enough, we can get maybe one of those rants out of Dave. Uh, absolutely. Well, love, love the beard by the way. You are looking very uh, looking Appreciate very it. Scottish in in, uh, in with this Open Championship week here coming. He's outside. already starting the playoff beard I, for the are, New York yeah, Yankees. He's already right got now. the Yankee playoff beard. We'll get to some baseball. I know you have thoughts, especially on uh, on the Yankee matchup coming up uh, for tonight, uh, as well as uh, there's the Red Sox-Rays matchup, which will be a very good one in the AL East. First off, we were just talking Open Championship last segment. I know you have an early play you're looking at there at the old course at St. Andrews. Yeah, I just like the number here on Sam Burns. I think if he can putt, he can certainly win this tournament. We know he can drive it well enough to win it. Uh, hopefully the weather holds up for him. I just think this is a good number for Burns. Uh, I haven't hit a future here in an outright in a few months back. You know, I think it was in February with Hoagie. So I'm not like Wes. I don't pick the winner every single week, but but Burns is certainly a guy I'm going to be looking at. Uh, maybe Zalatoris. Um can he break through? He's an interesting guy. I think he's like in the 30, 35 to one range. So there are some 50 to ones out there for Burns. I think that's uh, that's a good price. Yeah, and uh, Sam Burns, there are a lot of people that do like him this week. Of course, we mentioned Ben in the last segment. He is on that short list. If you look at world ranking, mm -hmm. best player not to win a major. Obviously, he is still very young in his career, only 25. So I think that they are coming. So I can't really necessarily disagree with Will. But Will, to be fair, only plays like maybe one, if at most two guys a week. 
week, and I'm usually got a card of six to eight guys on a future. So I, I spread the board a little bit, and that's why you get more outrights. So, you know, so I got to uh, put that disclaimer out there. Will knows his golf. Uh, Will is a man for all seasons, and of especially uh, uh, baseball season, Will. And uh, let's look at the board today, and we'll go right to New York. Uh, this is the Mets and the Braves. I think you got a better number here. You bang this overnight, and rightfully so. It is the rookie of the year favorite in the NL, Spencer Strider. He is going against uh, David Peterson tonight, and you like the Braves. Now, would you still bet them at this price, or how would you attack it at this standpoint? Yeah, it's get the number is getting out of reach here. I think the market, the betters are thinking what I'm thinking, where this is just a, a good matchup here for the Braves. I think the Mets got one. They not needed to win last night, but that was an important game because now with the pitching matchups in the Braves' favor tonight and tomorrow, Morton versus Bassett. If you're the Mets, look. Worst case scenario, you lose two out of three. You can't get swept. You leave Atlanta in first place no matter what. Uh, now the Braves have four with the Nationals to close out this first half of the season. So uh, there was a scenario of th where if the Mets lost last night, the Braves uh, enter the all-star break in first place, which, look, they were down ten and a half games not that long ago. Uh, but a big win for the Mets, a big performance by Scherzer. I just look at this, and Strider's been incredible for Atlanta, the rightful favorite in the rookie of the year market for the National mm -hmm. League. They got the top two favorites with Strider and Harris. They just pump out these players like, you know, one after another. It's incredible. But uh, this number's getting out of range a little bit, minus 200. So, you know, maybe if they fall behind one nothing, you can jump in on Atlanta. Maybe you can look at it as, you know, Braves' first team to score if you want to get at it that way. To me, you know, minus two hundred, you probably did miss the uh, the best number with this one. Yeah, what one one forty five for for young Will Hill? Nice, well, nicely done. That's, well, that's watching what Spencer Strider is doing, I think everybody in the market has seen that. No Remember, question. nine strikeouts in the first three innings against yeah. the Cardinals last time out. Unfortunately, didn't get the decision. But this guy's really helping the Braves in their resurgence too, because a couple of the veteran pitchers, Charlie Morton and mm -hmm. Anderson, haven't really been up to snuff. I think Max Fried and Kyle Wright have both been fantastic, but Strider has really come in and done the job and, uh, you know, I think really helped them in terms of surging up the NL East standings. Great. Kyle Wright was kind yeah, of I don't think I, I think 160, 170. Yeah. So, sorry, I think 160, 170 is where it opened. I don't think it was 145. Might, might have been a little mix-up in the notes, but it's definitely moved. I think it's moved like 20, 25 cents or so, but uh, I, I think the rightful move here towards Atlanta. Yeah, we're seeing this high now. It's 205 and it's some shops Ooh. East Coast there in the market. Again, Will Hill, our VEASAN contributor, point spread weekly. You see him, uh, his articles there every week and then you hear him on the New York City cast uh, just about each and every week uh, not the will hills where you can follow him on the twitter machine i know you have an angle as well on this yankee game today that is our largest favorite on the board i'm seeing now in in sub shops yankees with garrett cole on the bump up to minus 320 in a couple shops east coast here will with garrett cole going against uh, the the rookie for the cincinnati reds and graham ashcraft who takes the ball in the bronx like reds have been playing some better baseball though as of late what's your angle here yeah, for a bad team, uh, the Reds actually have a lot of pitching, West. I know this is your team, and it hasn't been a pretty year, but between Ashcraft, uh, Hunter Green, who I think is going to be a good pitcher down the road, Castillo, who I'm sure they'll, they'll flip for prospects. Uh, Ashcraft's a good pitcher. He's got good stuff. Hasn't been exceptionally sharp his last two times out. His last start versus the Mets, the bullpen blew a lead with one out in the ninth. Uh, the start before that, he got rocked in Wrigley, but 
two starts ago, three starts ago in San Francisco, eight strikeouts. I think it was uh, seven innings, one run. He was dominant. And again, he's got great stuff. He throws hard. Everything moves. Uh, and this is a Yankee team that hasn't seen him. So maybe first time through the order, it's a little tricky. Uh, you know, getting getting a read on how the ball comes out of his hand. And then, of course, Cole going for the Yankees, who's been pretty good. He takes a lot of crap in this part of the country. I think it's because of the contract. He didn't p- pitch well, you know, in Fenway last year in the playoffs. But look, Rafael Devers is not on the Reds. He should have a good uh, outing against this lineup. So under four, under four and a half for the first five. I'm not sure where the number is now, but I would definitely be looking at the under in the first five. Yeah, when Ashcraft keeps that ball low, you know, and he gets, a, you know, a fair amount of ground balls, he doesn't walk very many guys, only walks batters at about a 4.1% rate. So not a lot to write home about with my Cincinnati Reds this year, but Graham Ashcraft at least uh, has more than enough held his own. So I like Will's angle there uh, as well. Uh, well, let's look at another first five that I think you're going to attack here tonight, and it is the Seattle Mariners. All of a sudden the red hot Seattle Mariners. I don't know who's hotter, the Mariners or the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, eight in a row for Seattle, so I don't know if you're going to try to get in front of the streak here with Josiah Gray, but you seem to like the total in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go under first five again. I think Gray has finally started to come into his own. He had a bad start um, against Miami where he gave up a bunch of runs, but other than that, everything's been two runs or less. His, you know, his strikeout numbers are good. Uh, remember, he's the centerpiece for that deal, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, where, look, if you trade Scherzer and Turner, you better get something back. So I, I know Washington, who's just been awful, um, is hoping to get you know a big season, uh, uh, something out of that trade from Scherzer and Turner uh, in terms of Gray, but uh, the Nationals can't hit. I mean, the Nationals can't hit. So you're getting a, a situation where they're pitching their best pitcher, a, a shaky lineup with Washington. To me, this adds up to a uh, a first five under. I don't want to step in front of this Seattle train. They have come to life here now, right in the mix for a wild card spot. Remember last year, they finished what one game out of a playoff spot in it to the last day of the season. Started off terribly this year, but Rays pitched better. Uh, and now they are in the mix. And I see them 75, 85 to one to win the world series. I'm sure there's better numbers out there. That's a, uh, that's one, not that it'll get home, but that's one that's intriguing. Really. When you look at the AL wildcard and a wildcard too, there's not that many teams that are out of the mix here. You know, tw- I think 20, 21 of the 30 teams are within a few games of a wildcard spot here. It's interesting too. Gray and the nationals, they're like a dollar 15 favorite at, at MGM and a bunch of East coast books. Would you, uh, would you be willing to take a little sprinkle too? I mean, getting the Mariners at a, at a near plus price here. I don't want to fade gray, but I don't want to fade the Mariners. Flexen hasn't that's been great. Fair. He was pretty good for them last year. So to me, that's a stay away. All right. Will Hill at not the Will Hill on uh, Twitter. You see his work all over the place here at the network at in point spread weekly. And then on the New York city cast, always a pleasure. We'll keep up the great, uh, the great beard growth work, by the way, too. Cause I mean, we, you know, I, I can't do that. Wes maybe can, but I, I certainly can't. So you're, you're looking good, man. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the open championship. I'm sure we'll be catching up with you soon. All right. Good to see you, Ben. Thanks for having me guys. Thank Thanks, you. Will. We still have to get to Wes's uh, plays. Beeson, baseball betting. I know. I was going to try to see if I can uh, use Will as a ringer there. Hey, put me on something here because I'm kind of trying to narrow it down. You told me there's a bunch of games you like, though, today. So it's it's a tough card. Trying to find value there. We'll do that in hour number two. Continue our AFC South discussion. Talk a little more open championship on the other side. It's all coming up next here on the Lombardi Line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.